Welcome back to another episode of Sincerely Aria. Today I'm here with Calvin Black. And today we're going to be talking about music. And this is your first time hearing about the podcast, so I'll explain the rules I have. Okay. So um, you can't name drop unless the person has been on the podcast before. Okay. And Or like they're really famous. So instead of saying their name, use the name Nico instead and okay. live with their name, if that makes sense. Okay. Just say Nico. Everybody's Nico. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So um, how's your day going so far? Good, good. I just got off work a little bit ago, and I uh, jump roped, and okay. I'm feeling refreshed right now. I'm very nice. Like, ah. Yeah, okay. very, a lot of vitality. How about you? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. good. It was like my rest day today, cool. so I just did some chores. and. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Good um, stuff. For those who don't or haven't heard of Calvin Black, um, he is an artist. Um, yeah. What's your genre of music? I would classify it, I guess, as like hip-hop soul. Okay. And, you know what I mean? I do a lot of rapping and singing, and I you know, produce all my stuff, and it's kind of just... Yeah, in that vein, I would say hip-hop soul is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. No, I really like that genre of music. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that to be the vibe at, like, the concert, because I, I discovered Calvin Black at, um, what was it called? The Cellar? Yes. The Cellar venue. The Cellar. Great venue, definitely. Yeah. No, I, it was, like, super unexpected, because the other bands are, like, really, like, it's, like, raw, alternative rock. Yeah. And so my, I'm just friends with them. But they're like, whoa, did you hear that? Like, They're like all looking at me because they knew I liked that type of music. So yeah. I was like, oh, this person. Well, that's cool. That makes it even better. Yeah. No, I, I'm from here. Are you from the area? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, I've been playing shows for a while. And that that billing, that's what, you know, Furlough Fridays asked me to be a part of it. I know, uh, I know Nico. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they, they approached me to... Uh, do that show and it's just being from here a lot of shows were like that yeah there were just like multiple different types of artists on the bill so yeah that's i'm glad cool. yeah I, I feel like that's how i feel like we were ahead of the game the way like festivals are now where it's just like mm-hmm. everything like yeah i feel like local shows diy shows and a lot of places have been doing that for ages i know and know? they're so fun yeah it's the I, most fun i like recently discovered it like the past like two years yeah it's so fun it's super fun like just being a part of it and how visceral the and I, I think a lot of people maybe they're concert goers and they go to see like big acts all the time but I, I would definitely encourage people to see their local musicians I think they'd be surprised how talented yeah you know their their own city is regardless of the size of it for like, sure and it's know. like a more intimate experience yeah it's way closer you're never going to be able to say that you you know had that connection with a megastar and uh, you know that they looked you right in the eyes like, exactly you know, yeah so. no i love going to festivals yeah. i'm like such a i spend all my money on concerts and festivals yeah. it's so bad but it's a different a way different experience yeah i feel like festivals i have like a more intimate experience with the people in the crowd mm. and we're all like we're all suffering and enjoying the show together That's and then cool. with like these venues it's like with the artists or no yeah, no, I, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. That feeling of community is probably really strong. I'm not a big uh, festival goer, so that's that's cool to hear that. that that's, I mean, because that makes sense, right? It's a bunch yeah. of collective music lovers from all over the place that are like, we're all here to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. No, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So you were you born in Reading or? Uh, in the area. I've, I've lived in Reading forever. I've lived oh, here my whoa. whole life, so 
Yeah, I was born in Mount Shasta. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's so, super cool. But all my cognitive memories are here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how, like, what's it like being a, like, hip-hop soul artist in Reading? Because, you know, the scene isn't that big. No, no. I mean, and there's a lot of, it's cool seeing a lot of the younger guys doing stuff now. There's, like, more people, I feel like, than there's ever been in that, in that regard. But they're... Uh, it was lonely. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still fun. It was it was just like, you know, that like you didn't get to have that specificity. There was still, like I said, there was still a, a thriving DIY scene when I started mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of like there was a bunch of like hardcore bands. That's what I remember opening for just like punk shows and garages yeah. and stuff. But like, you know, you have kinship with those musicians, but it's not the same as like when I can sit with another rapper and nerd yeah. out about that and, like, talk about that. so Yeah, yeah I feel like that's got to be hard. Yeah, and it's just kind of, like, there's also, like, the doubt. Like, because early on, I had a lot of support, like, and that kind of made me think, like, you know, what's, is it just because I'm the only rapper? You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like, you can't, you can't really, you know, I don't know, there's no comparison. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's cool. I worked it out. A good thing, a benefit of it, was that it taught me how to perform for anybody, like mm-hmm. how to just perform in general and be in front of crowds that aren't necessarily there to see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. like made it easier to do that, having to do that, you know. For sure. Yeah. And um, do you want to leave Reading ever at any point? Sure. I mean, if business calls for that. Yeah. I also think we're in a really advantageous point as like independent artists to be able to do anything anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think the last couple of years showed us anybody can, like, a lot of jobs don't need to be done at the location yeah. they're done at, so I don't see how music would be any different unless I needed to be there physically for, like, a performance or something, you know, yeah. or, like, a shoot or something. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down, I, and I hop around a lot of places. I have friends that make music in different places, too, so, you know what I mean? I'm not always here, but mm-hmm. I just kind of hide out most of the time. No one really knows where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. super underground. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I have... I have a, I have a, a, I don't know what the what the word is, but I have a, a, a complicated feeling towards that word underground. Uh-huh. Why is that? I don't think underground can exist anymore. One, just because of how wide open and easily accessible everything is, mm-hmm. and then two, there's just that stigma that comes with it. I feel like a lot of people are using it to say like, like unrealized potential or Mm. unsuccessful in some cases Uh like you know what I mean like I don't know I don't know but either either you know there's still a modicum of like respect that comes with it Mm -hmm. you know but no I get that yeah I get that so how do you create music like like what do do I what do I make it on mm -hmm. I make everything on a laptop and uh, I use a program called Reason and yeah and do you just have like your own microphone yeah i got a mic an interface um a midi keyboard for the production stuff and yeah i do everything pretty much in the box i do uh you know record write mix master all my stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah but it's it's fun though it's fun to yeah like really nerd out on (laughs) those things that's because a lot of people are like always like oh man that's like so much stuff to do and it's like yeah, but I'm a control freak. 
and I can't I can't always explain I don't always have the proper vocabulary to express to collaborators what I need specifically. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the sound of something, it's like that. Nah, I got. I'm just gonna do that then. Or I'll just learn how to do it. So yeah. I, and then twofold, I learn how to do it and I learn how to communicate that better. If I want someone else to do that later. Yeah, that makes know? sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's it's back to that same idea because of the time we're in and how accessible all these tools are and everything. It's just like. I think every creative should be trying to do as much as they can. Mm-hmm. I'd be making my cover art a lot of the time. They're not like super complicated, but like yeah. just but that's the point. It's like you can just you can just do that yourself unless you have like a really clear vision that you you know would need somebody with more skill in that area to do. Like I don't see why people wouldn't try to do it first a little bit at least. Yeah. Especially because then you know like how you ha- you're a better it's a better gauge for your money if you got to go pay collaborators or something like you want to pay an artist or something you've already if you've already drawn or edited photos before you know how much time that takes and if that's a good price that they're giving you or for mixing yeah. or for whatever else you know so I, I think that there's value in that and I think you can just do it all I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what people are scared of I love working with people I've been doing it a lot more recently mm-hmm. but yeah I I don't know why people just don't realize how much more they can do. Like, they made it so easy for yeah. us. Yeah, and it's really nice being in control of, yeah. like, what you see as your vision, you yeah. know, if someone doesn't get it. I got nobody to blame yeah. at the end of the day, you know, and that's the thing. Maybe people want that, but, like, then you've, like, spent money probably because nobody's going to do help with all these things for free. Mm-hmm. So then you've spent money and you're going to blame somebody else when you could have just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, you know what I, mean? I know what you mean. Um, so when did you start getting into music or like writing music? I've, I've been kind of writing like my whole life, like just in general. Like I used to write little stories and stuff. And uh, when, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like an author. I wanted to write like Aww. children's books and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, like a f- I started like releasing music. I started, that's a long time ago. So I started releasing music like on MySpace. That was the first place I published music. And it was, uh, that was in like late high school. Yeah. And it was cool too, cause it was one of those things. Like I keep, I keep things low. So I'd been writing forever. And, and uh, one of my homies had got me a copy of uh, FL Studio or Fruity Loops. A cracked copy of that and so I was able to make my own beats so we we're off to the races and my sister had uh, uh, she had this boyfriend who had like recording equipment and I like they got that for me for one of my birthdays I think it's like my 18th birthday it's great so then I was off to the races yeah so that's awesome forever you know it's been a very long time but it's also um it's cool. It's a cool experience. It's funny listening back because I have a lot of the old stuff, not everything. I've lost so many hard drives over time, but, like, it's cool going back and seeing, like, the journey of it all. Yeah. And, like, oh, man, I did not care about mixing at all here. Like, these are, this, everything is, like, it's crazy. <laughs> Everything's so raw. But then there's also things, like, that are, like, technically sound about even just like my writing and like how strict I was about the the form I was using, I guess, that it's like, this is 
technically more impressive than things that I would write today. Mm-hmm. But it's it has all this other rigidity. It's very fun. It's very fun to look at. I know a lot of people hate hearing the old stuff, and you do too. You cringe and you. Why was yeah. I talking about yeah. that? And why was I? You know. But it's cool. It's like you see the whole story of it. And yeah. it emboldens like your next steps. And how you've changed like. over time. Yeah, yeah. It makes you want to like, oh, okay. Like when you're stressed in these moments now, it's like, oh, I'm actually pretty practiced in this, and this will be something I'll laugh about in another mm-hmm. however many. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. That's, that's super yeah. cool. Yeah. During COVID, do you feel like you're writing a lot more? Or no, was that, that like was a, a bummer. That was a bu- Do you uh, did you see that? Do you know Bo Burnham, the comedian? Yes. Did you watch Inside? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I feel like if anybody that's a creative saw that, like, it's such a beautiful <laughs> piece, and it you know encapsulated that moment so perfectly. But if you were a creative that wasn't being active at that yeah. time, God, did that make you feel bad? Like, yeah. oh, oh man, I felt like, um, you know. Yeah, no, I there was I put, I put out a couple things, but uh-huh. it was just it was hard. I know. COVID, <laughs> COVID hit everyone differently. Yeah, yeah. It was hard. Some people either flourish, some people hit yeah. a lull in their life. How was like your experience with that? COVID actually changed my life for like the better, yeah. which was cuz I just became really productive and I started playing tennis a lot more That's and awesome. getting out there. It was really nice. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you could turn that, you know, net negative into a positive for you yeah. personally so but i'm sure it's different being in school when covid hit than yeah. like being at a job you yeah know? it was weird because i was still going to work every day like yeah. the majority of the place i work like they can all work from home but i physically needed to be in the building so it was just like a ghost town every day yeah i'm just like doing <laughs> jumping jacks and like push-ups every five like like 30 minutes to like keep my sanity you know what I mean? because it's yeah. just weird it's like why am i where do you work uh it's a weird it's a weird place oh it's not a weird place it's a good job it's a great job but it's uh we make scientific equipment okay. that's what i'll say it's too honestly like it would take another 15 minutes <laughs> to like explain it okay yeah okay but, that's yeah. valid and that sounds super sketchy i <laughs> i promise it's a real job it's great i have benefits i have insurance it's like Anyway. Were you in Reading when COVID hit? Or were yeah, you in Shasta? Yeah. Okay. I was in Reading. I was in Reading. I was here. Yeah. Reading felt like a different bubble from, like, the rest of California. Yeah. From... True, because there were certain aspects of it where it was like, thing, nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing changed. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, I think this place is a really interesting place for a lot of reasons, including stuff like that, not just completely isolated to that, but I get how it, I get how the variance of opinions uh, can be frustrating for some citizens here, but I always see it really interesting. Yeah. You know? No, I I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like it's a real community, like when you leave into a big city, Mm. when people get into like arguments over like politics They'll just, like, stop being friends or, like, won't be super close with one another. But yeah. I feel like here we have a strong sense of community. But yeah. just, like, I feel like with all the z- disasters we've gone through, like the car fire, everyone that just That brought everyone, everyone together. Out. Yeah, I mean, because fire season always kind of hits this area pretty rough. But yeah. that was, 
Yeah. It was super sad, but it was like incre- beautiful yeah. to see it. It was so together. tragic. Yeah, it was, but that, yes, exactly. And it's wild that it takes. You see enough of that happen, though, you know, um, in regards to just like people coming together amidst mm-hmm. the tragedy. And I, I love that, and that's so beautiful, but I, I wish that it didn't take like a literal survival situation yeah. to promote that from each other. Like, yeah. I wish we could just wake up and, like, care that much about each other, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's getting better in time. Sure. I think people need to be around each other more. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, it's it's Reading. It's, you know, it's a fun place, and there's a lot of things to do outside, and it's easy to, like, just be away in your own space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do it a lot. I know, you know? But I don't... I think for myself and for the community at large, I think it's like really important for us to start making practice of that in, in ways. And maybe I'll start to, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a musician. I bring people together anyway. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to put together some things that like promote that idea because I that is really important. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I see, I see what you're saying about the people just sticking together. You know regardless of like differences in a mm-hmm. lot of situations i think they are seeing it more you're right yeah yeah i think i think i still think like a big part of that is just like social media and technology mm-hmm. has like really s- separated humans but i feel like we're now recognizing that we're self-aware yeah yeah when well, that's hard to recognize when it's happening yeah you know like we're just now like i told you i was putting like my first songs on MySpace, and I remember yeah. back then, and how different social media was, how it was actual social media, because now it's not social media anymore. If you really think about mm-hmm. it, like, you know, it's not peer to peer. We're not on those things to. It's basically a newsfeed curated by people you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's them responding to a story, or it's them posting a link to a story, yeah. or a clip to a video. You know, a post a link to a video or whatever it is. Like, it's all just like regurgitation of the larger media mm-hmm. that's happening or discussions revolving around that. And I, I, I wish it would get more actually social again about just peer-to-peer communication. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just kind of shifting the conversation. Sure, a lot you of your, it. a lot of your songs, um, what are they, I haven't listened to all of them, mm-hmm. but what would you say like the majority are about or like, is each song pretty different from one another? Because I feel like you have like a good amount of like peace and love. Yeah, there's I, there are definitely like recurrent themes throughout stuff, and it is about I'd say overall it is about trying to figure it out and trying to find a way or like mm-hmm. a you know trying to find way back to the light, you know, acknowledging that we get lost and sometimes you know acknowledging yeah. the, all the parts of us, acknowledging you know every aspect of our humanity but at the end of the day like we i believe because i believe that and mm-hmm. i don't think people really believe that that like i really believe everybody everybody like is like good inherently and i think a lot of these circumstances that are thrust on people and a lot of the it could be a culture you grew up in it could be whatever it is mm-hmm. a lot of these things just kind of add weight to the the natural like lightness of everybody yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah and that's uh, yeah, I think that's probably what most of it's about. That's super cool. Where yeah. do you think, like, your optimistic, like, personality 
like comes from or maybe optimistic isn't the right word but um that view that everyone is inherently good yeah um i don't know i just have seen it i feel like you know mm-hmm. and i just feel that i don't know i don't know what it is really that's a good question but there's a lot of i, I have i come from good stock i have good you know family and yeah. like support group and you know you know, good community in, in terms of, like, just my friends or other musicians I know and stuff like that. Um, so that could play a part, you know. Um, I think that plays a part into it. For sure. But it's just, I just feel that. So yeah. I just feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I have a very similar point of view, so I get into a lot of arguments with my friends. Yeah. Like, we we talk about, like, the death penalty a lot and, like, conversations like that, and I feel like, for me, that's really hard because I feel like everyone is susceptible to change. Yeah. That's that's a question I started asking people, like, a couple years ago. It's like, do you believe in redemption? Yeah. But there's always, like, a limit. There's always, like, a line, and it's like, okay, well, I don't think, I don't think that means you do then, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, until, you know. And I feel, you know, I would feel strongly about any wrongs done to me or mine, you know? Yeah. I get that, but I think we got to think about that. Like, and I, I think that's part of the of the hard work that is mm-hmm. society is that, like, we got to deal ourselves with the, with processing the things that are happening to and around us, yeah. you know, it's not just about, you know, yes, that that party will receive justice that's due based on that, but we also need to do the work of just like people don't let people don't let things go. That's bad. That's yeah. that's bad. It's like that's too much of a conversation to have right now. But like that's we hold on to a lot, and I think that you know that adds to the just overall like distrust that I mm-hmm. see amongst people which bums me out yeah I know? know I feel like that's why I have a lot of like trouble with like cancel culture yeah I feel like that became a really big thing which makes me so sad because yeah. I feel like we were just being like oh yeah this was your wrong but you can't do anything now you can apologize mm-hmm. but like you're done I feel like I feel like in a lot of those instances not all I feel like in at least just certain certain aspects of that, um, I get seeing people all because of social media having a voice to like say, hey, that's not right. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like that aspect of it. But um, yeah, I um, when people get like doxxed and stuff, yeah. it's like you're you're you know what I mean? What yeah. are, are we are? I don't think we're the hero right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like we could have like a more fruitful conversation yeah. by just canceling someone that ends all communication with them. Yeah, I think, you know, ostracism in general is a bad thing. Yeah. I don't think that really... Uh, I think we did that when we were more tribal people. Mm-hmm. I wish we were more of a tribe as people in terms of just like community mm-hmm. and like togetherness but i i think we can issue that behavioral pattern of like just cold hard ostracism you're yeah. out you're out forever i don't think that benefits anyone and nowadays if anything if you 
you know, it, it works against you because then there will be a group of people that, you know, don't care about that thing that they did, even if it was a terrible thing. And they'll mm-hmm. say, hey, come over here. Yeah. And then you've just given them a, another speaker. Yeah. You know, so. You just create more, like, two extremes. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, cutting the head off the hydra and then two grow back. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh there's got to be a better way. Yeah, I've yeah. been trying to figure out, like, a way to call people out, but in a way that's more productive mm. or that's, like, yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, because things got to be called out. That's yeah, just, like, I agree. That is a part of just existing and, and learning and growing, mm-hmm. like, you know. But that's the thing. Yeah, we got to give them space to be able to actually grow from that, you know. Yeah. We got to, like, or grace, you know outside of just like okay you did a bad thing repent you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then like here come back and let's try to improve on that yeah do you know what I mean yeah and I feel like also for those some there are some cases where people do apologize mm-hmm. or like people will be really upset about someone for something and then we'll just forget mm-hmm. and then the pattern will just continue like yeah. we'll do something bad We'll forget. Well, it's hard because you can't really gauge somebody's. It's a bunch. It's a million people watching yeah. online and just like saying like, I don't know, because we're not with them all day, you know. Um, and it's and I get it too, because it's dependent on whatever the offense is in an instance. Mm-hmm. It's like an apology is not just you saying I'm sorry. It's not gonna do it, but yeah. like that's not that is that doesn't it's not qualitative to the infraction but like and it feels just really performative yeah 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 it always does that's the problem is that like because everything's a performance everything's a performance this is a performance right now you and i are performing as i'm performing as uh calvin black the artist and you're performing as aria the podcaster and we are you know what i mean we're playing these versions of ourselves so it's you know all Mm -hmm. anything we do publicly anymore is a presentation we're all personal brands yeah. Like America is so capitalist that we all, all everybody is their own LLC even before you start one. You know what I mean? You really yeah. are like social cachet means something mm-hmm. and can be monetized. So you know all of these things seem like PR moves. Yeah. When when you see somebody up there saying like I'm sorry about that, they could be crying for real. It's like oh what a great actor. Like you yeah. know you know it's so it's it's hard to gauge. It can't be. We have to move away from like presentation in mm-hmm. a sense you know it can't be that right yeah no, it's hard to measure someone's like sincere sincerity or like genuine genuinity yeah is that word? I, I get it i get what you yeah. mean yeah genuineness is the word but like it doesn't matter <laughs> I, i'm a big stickler about that too because i think there's a lot of like there's classism and a, a bunch of racism in people policing how people speak communication mm-hmm. and language in general is just that it's the, it's meant to communicate something yeah. so if i say blah, blah 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 and you understand exactly what that meant then that's language and yeah. that's perfect grammar for that instance because that is what needed to be communicated for sure so like uh say whatever say genuinity yeah. you know it's whatever <laughs> i get it but um it's yeah it's hard to gauge if somebody's being real it's hard to because everything's a performance it's mm-hmm. hard to it's hard to know if you're being real, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about the local shows. It yeah. feels more real, yeah. you know? Like, I I saw Tyler, the creator, and I love, like, 
seeing him perform because he's super cool. He's great. And he's like an awesome performer. I feel like, actually, maybe that was a bad example. I felt like he was pretty real because like he just says what comes to mind. Yeah. But like I'll see other artists and it's like really good performance, but it doesn't feel like real. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel. I mean, it's a yeah. They want it to be this big production. It doesn't feel like how they would be if they woke up today. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's. That's hard to do. That's hard. It's hard to do either of those things. It's hard to go up there and like turn into, you know, what is Beyonce calls her alter ego, Sasha Fierce, mm -hmm. when she goes up on, you know what I mean? It's hard to flip that switch. And it's hard to also just like, okay, this is me. Like, yeah. all right, guys. Like, you know, it's always a, every time you get up there, like I get nervous before every show. And I think you should. The only bad shows I've ever played or like, like really terrible ones were like, Ones where I was so certain of myself. But I'm like, yeah, we got, we got this. We killing this tonight. I'm still like, we killing this tonight. But I'm like, all right. Like, I'm anxious yeah. before. And that's good. That just means you want to do it. It means you care. Mm -hmm. It means you want to do a good job. So exactly. You need a little bit of that. It makes you, like, focus. Yeah. What? And operate yeah. a little more organized. At yeah. least me. For yeah, sure. Definitely. Do you feel like there's any artists that um, you've, like, looked up to since, like, you're young or even now? For inspiration? Um, Stevie Wonder. I okay. love Stevie Wonder. The soulful stuff. Yeah. Um, my folks used to play him a lot. He's like my favorite, like the top. Um, what else? A bunch of stuff. So many things. Uh, in hip-hop specifically, um, it's like Andre 3000 from Outkast. Yeah. Uh, Kanye, Pharrell. I think like Lupe and I'd put him in there too, especially just for the writing stuff. That could be a, a Mount Rushmore for me. You'll notice those okay. are all eccentric, you know, different like nerdy, not a nerdy, but you know what I mean? Like sort of yeah. outside of the box sort of artists. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I was nerdy. Yeah. And uh, just like as a young black kid that, you know, had interests in other things, you know, that aren't stereotypical to that. Um it was cool to see them break molds and be like, man, you can do this. Like, yeah. Pharrell on a skateboard or, you know, uh, Kanye wearing the pink polos. And, like, uh, you know, Andre 3000 was out of this world. Bro was, like, he was so cool and so space age. And he's like, I'm going to just sing for a whole album. Like, what? Like, he did that before. Yeah, before a bunch of people. Like, that. it just gave me a comfortability when I started wanting to make my own stuff to be like, no, I can speak in my own voice, you mm -hmm. know, because especially at the time I was coming up, rap was very hard. It was very hard. It was, wasn't nobody singing yet. There was no melodic rappers. There was Nelly. Nelly was the one melodic rapper. They didn't let nobody else get that off, you know? Like, yeah. it was like, you soft for that. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> so when, like, college dropout drops, that, like, <laughs> blew my mind. I was like, oh, man, you can just make boom bap and talk about like having insecurities like mm -hmm. that was mind-blowing uh i loved it i loved it yeah. that's so awesome yeah definitely so those guys are like north stars yeah, yeah. no they're all super incredible mm -hmm. i think one of them i i don't i don't listen to pharrell that much mm -hmm. but i want to start getting into it more he's produced you've probably listened to his production because he produces Either with his uh, production team, it's him and Chad Hugo, they're called the Neptunes. Okay. Uh, either between the two of them or just his solo stuff. Like, he's produced so many records, like, a bunch of them. Like, 
everything, a yeah. lot of things. But um, yeah, they're great. They're just great. They're just weirdos. And they just were like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be weird about it. And y'all yeah. got to deal with that. And we all did. And we also boogied. So like, win-win. Yeah. If there was like one artist you could collab with, who do you think it'd be? I want to say Stevie, but I'd be too, I wouldn't be too <laughs> nervous, but I just would be like, I don't, I don't know. I, I would say Stevie. Yeah, I would say Stevie. Or Andre 3000 would be crazy. That would be really, that would be incredible. Yeah, I need a three stacks verse. And I want him to like really like rap, mm-hmm. rap. And sing too. We both gonna rap and sing on it. Actually, yeah, that would be amazing. I can see it. Yeah, like us both just barring out on the verses and then just crooning. Yeah. On the chorus, like that would be so fire. Yeah, I love that. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, it would be all of us in it. Stevie Wonder would be on it, and he'd do a harmonica solo <laughs> in the middle of it, like he'd be doing. That'd be great. Yeah. That's super cool. That's my that's my dream collab. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are you writing music right now? Still. Yeah, I'm writing. A, <laughs> I'm writing a bunch. I'm gonna go write a song after this I've been okay. writing a song every day because I heard in a podcast that uh, Prince um, who had another big inspiration from back in the days Prince is amazing mm-hmm. multi-instrumentalist all this stuff uh, he would write a song a day back oh. in like the 70s and 80s like write, write it in the morning record it in uh, you know in the afternoon and like mix it down at night and amidst other things and performances and stuff. Back That's when that wasn't yeah, back when that wasn't feasible. Yeah, you know, there wasn't laptops like you had to go cut it to tape for real and like get all the takes right and mix it on the board like they so. And it's funny because he has all of this work that he created over the course of his career and it's been referred to as like the vault like you know because he does he has like he has enough music to be released like almost every year for like. 10 years or more like it's crazy he has just albums and out he made short films and like movies and a bunch of other stuff and a bunch of all this stuff just because he was so prolific and i was i was like yeah that sounds you know because i'm an artist and i feel like we feel like a lot of the time we need to wait for inspiration to strike but like you don't <laughs> you should be making when you first started doing whatever your discipline is and you got really excited and on fire for that you just were doing it every day just because i i know i can do this so what what could i try you know the excitement of the next day's experimentation was all that you needed as inspiration and we need to get back to that cuz it's like there that shouldn't change yeah you know just it's easier and it's easier once you have momentum if you have momentum, it's like, I'm not worried at all. I'm going to go home and like make something from scratch. Mm-hmm. And it might, not, it might come out, it might not. You know what I mean? But the fact is I got my reps in. Yeah. So then when the inspiration really does hit, because inspiration does strike, I'm not ignoring that as a fact. But if you're ready for it, you probably are going to yield better results than if you were just sitting around for the past two weeks or however long it was before you, you know, wrote your last song or, you know, molded your last sculpture or, you know, did your last painting, whatever it is, like wrote the last chapter of your, but like whatever you're doing, just do a little bit every day and you'll be surprised how excited you get about it, how much just better you feel in your, in your head in general, but also when you think about yourself as an artist and whatnot, because I feel like a lot of people in a similar space that I am, like, independently and stuff, they feel 
you know, because certain things haven't happened for them yet in a certain amount of time that it's like that they're failing or that this is like, or they look foolish. And it's like, you won't care about any of that if you know you're dope. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, if you know you're tight, if you know what you like that, man, I just made some fire yesterday. Yeah. You know, they, it's literally that meme of the, the person in the corner at the party. Like they don't know that I, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's just, that's what it is. It's like, they don't know that I just made some fire yesterday <laughs> or that I've been writing a song every day for the past like three months or whatever yeah. it is. Like, I'm sure your confidence just like, it feels, up. it feels great, especially in that space. Like, no, I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff. I put out a song on Wednesday. It's called Dummy. It's on yeah. all uh, streaming platforms. Um, and I'm going to be just like, just dropping things continually as okay. the summer goes. I've got like, starting to schedule stuff because i like to drop randomly i dropped this song randomly i dropped an ep in december on my birthday randomly and uh i like doing that i miss that like 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 myspace like soundcloud like when you could just like boop here it is and everyone goes whoa but like now with like you know it takes a second for me to get it through the distributor and then to make sure that it gets you got to schedule things out so it's like okay i got the next ones planned out for the next however many months and so and I'm working on like I'm also recording with a bunch of people uh one of my old producer friends in Chicago he hit me with a bunch of stuff that's super fire and like a return to an old style for me Mm -hmm. but like us also having both improved a lot so it's very cool so that's coming soon and we got like I think like nine of the ten songs for that, and then I'm doing a project with another artist in town. His name's Zach Zeller. He's in a bunch of like uh, indie rock bands. He's in Belle Beast, and I forgot the other band is. And he does a lot of solo stuff. And me and him started a project that's so weird because it's like yeah. us like literally trying to just mesh these two worlds mm-hmm. together. Like, okay, what do we? What yeah, do we Belle wanna... Beast is pretty different. Yeah, they're so dope though. Yeah, and they're so dope, and it was like. It's very cool because then we're sitting down and I'm, you know, usually just like sitting by myself and playing, you know, every, you know, I'm just playing everything out or sequencing whatever I'm doing. And uh, it was cool to do that. And like, okay, I got these chords. And then he's like, well, I got this like guitar line. I'm like, plug it in. We're just recording everything and just these songs are so cool. I'm very excited for those. And then I'm working on a project. I'm then I'm working on my own stuff, my solo stuff, which is. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that yet because that doesn't, hasn't really, yeah, that hasn't really uh, crystallized all the way, but okay. there are some things that have me very, very excited about that. Um, and yeah, just working on a bunch of stuff uh, with a bunch of different artists and myself and like, I'm, I'm stoked. It's That's great. super exciting. Yeah. I love how I can see like how passionate you are yeah. and how excited you are. Yeah, that's thank su- you. That's super cool. Thank you. No, I appreciate it because it's like, I feel like people don't get excited about things anymore in the first place. And I feel like people don't appreciate... I feel like a lot of my life, at least, I experienced people um, being either put off or, like, really apprehensive mm-hmm. of my, like, genuine excitement. Yeah. You know? And they're like, well, what's up? Is there something <laughs> he's playing at? Or they're like, that's lame. That's annoying. Because for a while there, it got really cool to just, like, not care about anything. Yeah. It got so cool to just be, like, cynical you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's not cool. That's the laziest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't know. Anyway, you know, I'm, I appreciate you saying that because I am very stoked yeah. on these things. I got, 
I got band practice on Sunday. I'm going to play my next two shows in uh, Chico and Reading next okay. month. And one of the, uh, they're with this this band of these guys that I met in Chico. We'll call them all Nico. <laughs> um, and it's going to be fun. I, I don't really play with a backing band all the time, but now that I'll have uh, them around or at least in close proximity, being in Chico, I'll do that a lot more often. And together we'll be called Calvin Black and the Coolsville Lovers. It's going to be so, it's going to be, it's going to be. That gonna sounds be, so good. I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited. So. Where in Chico are you playing? Uh, we're going to be playing the Winchester Goose on July 20th. Okay. And then the next day we'll be in Reading at the Dip. Okay. Yeah, on the 21st. And we'll probably do some more stuff around too. I want to get them. I want. I haven't done a temple show in a while, and I want to do. Mm. I'll say it here. I now have to do it before someone takes the idea too. I want to do like a uh, like a tiny desk kind of show, but shot in the temple music because I love that store, and I love them as a venue, and it just reminds me of a bunch of a bunch of you know great warm feelings of that yeah. DIY Reading area. And, yeah, uh, yeah, so, awesome. yeah, so I want to do that with them there. So Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, I discovered Temple Music back in March when mm-hmm. I was watching Countess for one of their shows. And I thought the venue was so awesome. Like, the ambience It's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I was telling my friend, I was like, this would be a perfect place to have, like, a ball, like a little dance with like a group of friends. Yo, that would be adorable. No yeah. joke. No, no joke. I went up to the guy and I, I talked to him Yeah, Dorian, he's the man. Yeah, so um, I was originally going to do that for a while. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up changing the venue just because I think he was saying that it would be too hot to have like a big body of people just dancing. During the summer especially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, the venue fair. is awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. I love that place. I love that place. Yeah. That's cool. Though. That's a cool idea. Do yeah. A little ball in there. I'm. Ha- it's actually. Um. I'm having a ball now on Friday, but it's just gonna be like, in this garden at my house. That's like, awesome. Yeah. That's pretty. You know, I feel like I've really grown to love Reading. I yeah. Feel like, I feel like a lot of people say that they don't like that it's like, not a big city and there's not a lot to do. But I feel like it just forces you to be creative with it. Literally. There's so much to do. Yeah. It's funny because it's like all my city friends would like assume that and they would come here and then they'd be like oh wow it's so beautiful and like you take them to the lake once and they're like oh my god yeah you know and it's like you go visit them and it's like you gotta go do things where money's involved mm-hmm. like that's all that they got yeah it's just a bunch of that. we got stuff you can do for money too it's probably cooler stuff man i don't know yeah. No, the nature out here is beautiful yeah. during the summer. That's that's gorgeous. You don't even need money for that. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you don't need money for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible, right? Yeah. Five bucks. I just want to walk, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Even, like, you have to have um, the little, like, park pass. Yeah, But I've do. been using mine since, like, 2020. It's Ooh, just like, yeah. this is crazy. Do you hear this? You got to strike <laughs> this from the record. You got to edit that. I know. I'll have my, actually, my friend Nico... Because this is like the actual Nico. Oh. He um, edits my podcast for me, so he could cut it out if he, if I told him to. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Nico. Yeah, no, Nico's a pretty cool guy. Shout yeah. out to Nico Patel. Shout out Nico Patel, man. <laughs> you sound like a rad dude. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. 
Oh, so you're going to be producing a lot of songs, yeah. making a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're going to have, do you, um, did you listen to Mac DeMarco's new album or did you hear about it? I love that. I love yeah. that he did that. That's so amazing. I haven't gotten, through, have you gotten through it yet? No. I think I started playing it at work one day and I had barely made a dent in it, but it's yeah. so great. Um, I love that it's all uh, like time stamped in the, mm-hmm. in the track names. And I love that uh, you can feel that. Like, you can feel that, like, oh, he was in this m- moment that he was in for, like, a moment, you know, and then it, it'll it change to something else. I, uh, you know, just the energy and, like, vibe of, like, where he was stylistically and the type of songs he's writing. Yeah. I think it's such a brave thing to do as an artist. I think that's the thing that, like, we were just talking about, that all these artists are afraid of, too, is, like, not having enough, and it's, like, He's dumping, he's unloading <laughs> everything right now, yeah. you know, so imagine what the next stuff's going to say. You know what I mean? He just mm-hmm. purged everything creatively. I think that's so beautiful to do that. And to show other musicians that, too, that it's just like, there's a bunch, you know, and that's the cool, it's like watching, it's just cool to see all of that part of the process and, like, see yourself in it and be yeah. like, oh, Okay. He's got a bunch of half-finished songs, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just go back and finish them. Or, you know, do whatever you got to do to purge that, you know? I was watching uh, with Nico um, the, the the Beatles, the Get Back Sessions. Mm-hmm. It's very long. It's like three hours, I think, or more. But it's so cool um, because it's not that cool. Because, you know, everyone assumes that, like, this inspiration comes out of the air and just certain people just know how to channel it better. And, oh, these wonderful songs just came to them and they wrote it in one day. And it's like, no, you watch them for two weeks, like, figure out these songs that end up becoming these classics that we love. And you see them just, that they write it the same way everyone else writes. It's just like running into the wall until it comes out like you play until the chords sound good yeah. and you you say words until the verse sounds right like you you have to like really grit it out and it made me so ugh, like excited to see that and like it, it made the stuff i was working on at the time even better yeah yeah, yeah it was great yeah, yeah. so no no worries It'll be fine. Probably. It'll be fine. Yeah, it. It'll be fine. People are having fun. Yeah. We can't, yeah. And that's a good thing. It's a beautiful day. No. You know, we want no, that. it is so awesome. That's why I love filming like in the outdoors. Yeah. Because I see kids like just playing like on grass, doing whatever. It's a good energy. Yeah. Yeah. No, just it's super cute. Yeah. That's great. I just worry about the, the sound quality, but I think it'll be fine. There's stuff. There's like plugins and things that could like probably remove certain background yeah. sound. I'll have Nico do it. Yeah. In post. Nico, yeah. You got it, Nico. Yeah. You got this. Well, that's super awesome. Yeah. You got a lot coming up for you. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. And everybody else is doing so many things. It's. It's very cool to see. Like, just a bunch of art is coming out, and, uh, and everybody's outside, and it's like, it feels good. It feels yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, it's super awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm wanting, like, when I'm older, I'm wanting to move to L.A. Yeah. Just to be around, like, the music scene there. Definitely. Because I think it'd be a lot of fun. But yeah. I'm realizing now that, like, in your local communities, it can be, like, pretty similar. It can be. It or, can it can, like that's what we should try to do yeah. first. We should try to do that first. You should you should go to LA and experience everything there that you want to and be a part of those movements and like burgeon your own. But while you're here, 
you should also do that here. Yeah. You, there's nothing that's stopping you from doing that right now. Yeah. And I wish I knew that more when I was younger. I wish that someone had like really hammered that to me because that's what everyone tells you. You got to do to make it, you know, but we got the internet. People are making it from anywhere. People yeah. are making it in places you've never heard of. So let's make this a place that people have heard of. For sure. Yeah. Or at least our names. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super awesome. Yeah. Um, before I forget to ask, um, so the comb is like your signature look. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I'd never cut my hair. Okay. I like always just I, have I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's thank you, thank cool. you. Yeah, and I just, I've just kind of always worn an afro, so I got the, yeah, I got the pick. It's part of the, the sticker branding okay. and stuff, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, well, they're really going for it. It's, it's kind of been part of the brand now for a while. It's kind of just been part of me forever. Like, I don't... This isn't the original one, but, like, the mm -hmm. first one of these I had, I don't... No one gave it to me or bought it for me. I, like, found it in the closet in my room and, like, asked everyone, like, Who's, whose pick is this? And I had an afro already, so I was like, cool, it's mine now. Like, it's just weird. It's like, yeah. that was magic. That came to me out of nowhere. That's super awesome. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I like your hat. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know if I have any other questions. Is there I, anything you want to talk about I mean, before I end it? This is this has just been great. Thank you for I just want to say thank you for like asking me to do this. It for was sure. really nice. You came up after the show. You were real polite. You were super professional, and I was just like, yeah, for sure I'll do that. Yeah. Like it's why not? Why yeah, not? thanks for being here. Yeah, you know, I was. This was a good conversation. No, I I agree. I was telling my friend, I was like, wow, this person seems pretty cool. Yeah, I want to talk to them, but. I, I started to think like mm, maybe I should actually just do a podcast. Yeah. Because like I feel like I could get a lot of like good conversations. And yeah. So you're a very like ecstatic person. Yeah, I'm try I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, my energy isn't always as like amped up okay. as it is right now. Yeah, and that's okay. That's part of it. It's all it all ebbs and flows. Like, but yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. That's the I think what matters. Well, it's super awesome. Yeah. It seems like you have a really good head on your shoulders. Well, thank you. And you're thank gonna you. do awesome things uh, yeah that's the intention yeah. we are we, we all are you too thank you yeah. thank you yeah well thank you so much yeah. for being here yeah no problem thank and you for having me of course and thank you to all you nikos listening in out there this is sincerely aria until next time <laughs>